Ready, Freddy? Ready, steady. Are we recording? We are recording. Okay. Welcome back to your favorite crypto podcast. Sometimes crypto. The unscripted crypto podcast. Hey, yo. We got a fun episode today. We have a hot one. <laughs> hot takes. Only hot takes. Only hot week. takes. Yeah, this one's only hot takes. Straight hot takes. I mean, uh, we're early. Let's 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 get ahead of that. We are early. What does that mean? Oh, recording it. Oh, we're this recording. Pre-recorded. Yeah, pre-recorded. This is pre-recorded. So if you don't hear anything current for the next upload, this is why. No current events for this one. Just but just shoot. hot takes. Well, it's a late event. When was that video posted? Let's get let's get into it. I'm excited. This video. Oh, okay, let's see. By the title of this episode, we were going to be talking about... Give me the title of this episode, of this video. The title for this video. Wait, I'm going to be honest with you. I closed that video right as soon as we finished watching Why it. would you do that? Because I wasn't going to be... I wasn't going to risk it playing in the background and I was getting flagged. Why would you... For it, copyright. You, you wouldn't get flagged, first of all. I don't, know how, I don't know how... I don't know how it works. I understand that. It's a five-second clip. Okay, so it's called... Ten clips. It's called clip. Crypto, the World's Greatest Scam. Right? Posted by James Janney. He seems like a nice guy. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Um, Perfect. He seems like a nice guy. Early this year, just beginning of this year. Yeah, starting the year. He he start he started off the year. Started sh- the year off. Shooting shots, bro. Shooting Man had just went blah 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 blah. And we're here like taking yep. ducking so for fire. I do I do wanna uh start off by saying that we will be criticizing criticizing this. Why is it criticizing? Because it is, it is a critical review. That's not criti- that, That's not what that. No. It's a critical review. You're not criticizing it. Well, yeah. That's an ugly word to use. Okay. Well, you're giving well, how, your how, thoughts how, and your perspective on uh-huh. his takes. Uh huh. That's being critical. Yeah, you're not criticizing it. I know what you're trying to say. I'm saying the word, the way you said it. It's, it has negative connotation. It's very negative. Okay. And it's not well, what you're doing. Well, then, no, no, no. Yeah, then you're true. going against opening a discussion. Well, no, no. So, no, that's what I'm getting at. It's like we are doing this episode specifically for engagement of discussion. And we're opening this up for that main purpose. I, I, I understand what you're saying. It does sound it does sound negative in connotation, but that's not that's not necessarily what, what I'm trying to get at. This is definitely going to be a, an episode where we will be just giving our thoughts and opinions on what we have heard uh, and the information that he provided within this uh, very interesting uh, YouTube video. So this is why I, I said don't use that word. I looked up the meaning. Okay. Indicate the faults of of someone or something in disapproving way. Technicians were criticized for defective work workmanship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, you're right. I understand that it has it has the negative connotation, but that's that's not exactly what I meant. Like I understand, but I'm saying the being, word that has yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that. Uh, up man, to. I'm trying to be. I don't want him to get upset because I don't want him to go. Because no. then someone could get upset from what we said. Mm-hmm. Now I don't want nobody to be upset. No, no need to be. No, be, no need to be upset. We're gonna talk about something that we to share different points of views on. Correct. And when I think he's right, I might say something he's right. Yeah. And if I think he's wrong, I'm gonna say you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because there are there are times where I'm like, okay, this. I, There's a point. I'm there. on board. I'm on board with this. I'm, I'm like, board. I agree with this part. <laughs> Everything else, maybe not. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, how do you come across this video? Schultzy, the one and only. Yeah, so I was into a podcast, Andrew Schultz's podcast, Flagrant. Flagrant, and he brought it up. He's like, "Y'all go check it out." He does a better job explaining it. He was because he bought into crypto. He had pomp on. He goes, "Ah, this is it is all a scam." And then he was like, "Yeah." And then Akash was like, ah, "Is it?" And then he was like, maybe the things I was like, maybe the things you're buying into, if you're Akash, might be a scam. Because like Akash had all, like almost all his crypto. 
on exchanges, oh. not in wallets or nothing. And all those exchanges are closed. And all the exchanges are in bankrupt. <laughs> it goes Man F- is down. FTX going. It is an archive. <laughs> you need a hard wallet. You need a hard we'll wallet. We'll set you up with that. Yeah. We'll, we'll work that out. Yep. Boy needs a hard wallet. But heard it on there, and I was like, I sent it to you. I'm like, we need to check this video out. Watch yep. the video. We just watched the video again, so it's fresh in our brains. Yep. So I had to watch it two times just to make sure we didn't miss anything. We always, I mean, yeah. All right, let's start. What do you think? What do I Also, think? anyone who has not watched it, you definitely need to go watch it. Actually, that's a very important point to say. Go watch that video before listening to Yeah, you need to watch podcast. that first, then come back. Yeah, because we don't want you form- like listening to what we had to say. Then listen don't to formulate an idea before just, hearing his first because yeah. it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, essentially, he offers a point of view where uh, crypto is just... Uh, the world's greatest scam, essentially. Yeah, yeah that's... Like the biggest Ponzi scheme you've ever seen. Like he's, he basically uh, made the, uh, the... What? I was looking for a word. Bernie the comparison yeah. to like Bernie Madoff, like cryptos in general, to what Bernie did mm-hmm. in his seventeen plus years, maybe mm-hmm. of doing a Ponzi scheme. Correct. Yeah, he just calls crypto big a big Ponzi scheme, um, with no inherent use case, nothing, nothing to be done, uh, and it's just a a machine to get people to pump more money into it and keep keep the dice rolling. Essentially. Essentially. Yep. 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 I mean, he brings up different different things uh, to to try to like support this. Uh, the first first thing he talks about is uh, Beeple's uh, five thousand day project. Uh, the one that sold for sixty nine million dollars. Yes, sixty nine million dollars. Correct. In ETH. In ETH. Yep. Uh, so like the the ETH value had sixty nine million dollars worth of yeah equivalents. Um, mind you, this this piece of work was selling at auction. It wasn't a fixed price. It was an auction. It was an auction price. So people had uh, to bid for this. Yeah. So the price just so happened to end up at that price. It Meaning, started at a hundred dollars value. Yeah, I mean, it just got there. it just got up all the way up to sixty nine. Uh huh. So why is there controversy behind that purchase? Why is there controversy behind that purchase? Well, first, firstly, that purchase started the whole the whole like NFT trend, like market, like just blowing up. But the reason why the controversy was there was because the person who bought it, uh, Meta Coven, uh, was already an established crypto entrepreneur uh, who had most of his, well, all this money that he used to buy, all this ETH that he used to buy the, the he thing. He already had it made. He already had it, yeah. So like he, essentially like from what I saw was the, the the argument there was like oh this guy made money early on and he just ended up so, buying this worth buying this piece of painting with ETH that's worth way more now. So for an example would be he probably he could have an example I'm not saying he did or didn't because we truly don't know like there's mm-hmm. no real fact checking where he got the ETH from, but essentially he could have bought ETH real low early on mm-hmm. at its initiate like you know when it yeah. first came out fifty dollars fifty dollars ten bucks twenty whatever the price yeah whatever that time. whenever uh, he decided significantly to buy less than a thousand dollars and then when it got to and then he just so happened to already have the eth accumulated and then just bought it at that new price uh-huh um so that's like the first thing that he want that he points out is like this purchase was not made in u.s dollars this was made in already generated crypto wealth and then he also makes a point of that to buy any nft or anything like that it has to be in in crypto in crypto of well, some sort yeah um typically that's how it goes typically mm-hmm. you can also buy in a stable coin yeah which is still crypto mm-hmm. but 
just putting that out there. I mean, you could also buy an NFT in cash from someone and they could send it to you to a wallet address. Also true. Well, yeah. Just, that's why I say typically because most, just most transactions for will happen will on, happen on, on the chain. blockchain yeah. because it already makes the most it's sense. Just, it's just easier, yeah. Um, but he goes on further by saying that uh, Metacoven was to be revealed as Vignesh Sundar. Butcher that Sundar- name, buddy. Sundarisen. Butcher it. I'm glad you wrote it down, not me, because yeah. I knew I couldn't say it. Yeah. Not only did I write it down, I also... Uh, my handwriting's crap. So I don't know if I wrote easier. Whatever. Um, Vignesh had already had prior contact to... Um, people. People. Yeah, apparently they're already in communications for other projects or other mm-hmm. things. So they already knew who they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they already had a working relationship. Uh, but not only did they have a working relationship, like uh, uh, Vignesh had... Uh, yeah, he was also working on another project. He was working on another project, he, which he talks about later. In the later video. on in the video. So I don't like how he separated the two because I think they since they're so hand in hand so the other project was i think i think the reason why he did that sorry for interrupting but i think the reason why he did that was for like to give context on like other stuff before reading before getting there yeah i'm just saying i appreciate it i get i get it it's all about it flow it it jumped around whatever um but it was he bought up another bunch of people's artwork early on for like two million and something dollars close to three and then the idea was they're gonna put all that um, those NFTs in a virtual um, art gallery, which then you buy a token that allows you to go into the art gallery and where they were going to own, Vignesh and his partner were going to own 59%, people got 2% of it. And then you, with that token that you're buying, you own a fractionalized share of the artworks within the, the collection <clears throat> the collection itself. Which people immediately said he wouldn't. Uh, he didn't think other artists would like that because you're setting off um, more of their art at yeah. fractional prices. Yes. That is a ICO. What by definition that what the, what they were doing is an ICO initial coin offer. Uh, yeah, yeah, because so they the were coin, just minting it. Yeah. So yeah. the coin specifically, they call it the B20 token or the B20 coin, uh, and like William said, it represents fractional ownership of that of that handful of pieces that they already bought from people. Correct. Um, and once they created that that collection they were gonna uh do an ico um for uh for the tokens for the tokens that were going to represent the the portion of ownership correct um with uh vignesh and his partner maintaining 50 percent of no 59 percent 59 percent 59 percent of those uh, tokens of those tokens like within the ico they just hold 59 percent. yeah they're gonna keep the majority ownership mm-hmm. Very different to the way Yuga Labs did it when they did their ApeCoin, where it's an it's basically an, it's it's stored up and they're going to be getting it, they're going to be handed it um, at a monthly basis for a period of time. Yeah, because so it, it wasn't handed to them all at once. Yeah, the issue with main difference. Yeah, main issue with uh, getting those uh, ICO tokens just uh, all at once is that there's high risk of dumping the market with and 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 you know putting the rug on it yeah. you you exiting out mm-hmm. so the way you the way you that labs did it prevents that from happening yeah at least that's that's like pretty much how it that's the idea that's the idea um mitigating against that but that's that's the that's the the argument he brought up to beep when the nft start 
and then how they were going to do that and also offer it as an ICO. So I think his big, biggest thing was why did they have a prior connection and mm -hmm. why did he buy it, yeah. essentially? And for, it? So, for such a high value. For such a high value. Yeah. I think there's two things that could have happened there. If no one wants to outbid you at that point, that's another thing that happens. That happens in all auctions. You're mm -hmm. going to have your friend sitting down bidding, and if he gets stuck with it, he got stuck with it. That's a thing that happens in real life. Yeah. In art, in any auction, buying cars, whatever. Mm -hmm. What? No, no, I was doing that for me. I was doing oh. the, the fist, fist. We're work. doing the fist check. Fist, the fist check. From <laughs> that the Rogan told <laughs> yo, fist away from your mouth. Yeah. No. Um. So like, I think it's important to note that the Metatoke did, in fact, spend sixty nine point three million dollars on that piece of art yeah he spent the e. he did spend yeah because what he couldn't what he didn't what he spent on that piece of pay, of art could not have been spent somewhere else like i mean it could have but he already spent it what like okay he purchased this piece of art yeah. for the 69 million dollars he that money had to have gone out of his pocket yeah it left like, his account mm -hmm. it left his account it left his that, account that, and went that, to the auction house that is not like a, a falsified 69 million that is no. an actual 69 million that he had to pay for correct yeah yeah no, um, no yeah we're not no that was that point wasn't granted, made in the video and we're not saying that either yeah yeah that wasn't part of the video yeah so now granted something that i could kind of like speculate be like okay it's, it's like any other art market where art, someone buys a bunch of pieces of art from someone that they to like to hype up the price before they then, go off and sell their own pieces of art exactly. from them. But that happens in general art markets. It is not something that's new to the NFT market. Well, new to the art market. It's new. To the yeah, NFT. it's it's not new to the to the art market. Just the NFT market is new. So it was yeah. just like it's just oh, first time. It just happens to be the thing. So I think that I will say if you are skeptical, there is reason and room for skepticism there. Yeah, for it being caused. But also, if you don't know traditional markets, you wouldn't know that already happens. Yeah, or that doesn't exist already. True, exactly. So I think that has to be taken a grain of salt. I think a lot of things that are being seen are people who weren't exposed to these type of things are now being exposed. They're like, oh, it's happening here. But then you go zoom out, look where else it can happen or it does happen. Yeah. And it's been known to happen. Yeah. So he also makes a few other points, continuing from people to on to... Well, the f the first thing that he he says was like, okay, but before we get into this whole NFT thing and this crypto machine that we're oh, yeah, he seeing, wants to go to the beginning. He wants to go to the beginning. I say let's now go to the beginning of that. Yeah, and that is uh Bitcoin. The one and only. The one and only uh, Satoshi, <laughs> crypto king. <laughs> the homie. Um, but essentially he calls Bitcoin a failed revolution. Uh. And I, I, I kind of started laughing at, at when he said that because I'm, I, William kind of, William kind of agreed with him. I had to disagree because you put me on blast for agreeing with him already. Well, yeah, because what you said was what did I say? What you said was so I can agree with him again. <laughs> Let me say what I said. It, it is failed until it is undeniable. Oh, I did say that. Yeah, you're which, right. Yeah, yeah, that is what you said. So maybe that wording is wrong. What I will say it is, it's still not an undeniable asset. Yeah, yeah, it's still it's, it's still, not fully it's still, proven. It, yeah, it's, still it's not it's not mainstream. It's not mainstream. It's not fully adopted as well. Honestly, adopted. I just don't think there's are sufficient use cases yet fully implemented. I think we're getting there. I think there's room for it to continue to go. You're talking about crypto in general or Bitcoin? I'm talking about Bitcoin. Okay. Ge I'm talking about Bitcoin, Bitcoin specifically. specifically. The crypto market in general has way more room to grow than Bitcoin. Bitcoin to me has made the most amount of investment. Yeah. In yeah. So like in, in the video, in the video, he talks about how Bitcoin 
uh, is a deflationary asset and that it will never work for a uh, currency like day-to-day trading. which yeah actually i agree with that Facts. 100 i've been saying that from the beginning alex told me about bitcoin so early on and he goes it's gonna be for this i'm like no way it doesn't make sense. It's it, just too, at least. For, you're not going to want, like he, they made an, the, like an exact point was made in the video. Why would I want to spend it if it's supposed to keep on being worth more? Mm-hmm. Which is 100% a fact. If it's that deflationary. Exactly. Which makes sense at to the, me. At the current moment, it's just very volatile. Yes. Also, the fact that people are saying, uh, you bought the current market. We bought, there are people who bought the highs of highs. And now we're in some of the lowest that we've seen in a while. I want to be clear. So is the stock market. If you bought eight months ago, any stock, you're down. You're talking about crypto? I'm talking, Bitcoin? I'm talking about in general. Both, in general. Both in general. stock market. Stock, anything you okay, bought okay, okay. eight months ago yeah. at peaks mm-hmm. are no longer there. Mm-hmm. So don't... It, both, it happens in both. Yeah, of course. It's not specific to the crypto market or... It's not specific to one or the other. Mm-hmm. Or the other, yeah. Um, so he continues to like uh, talking about like how he he mentions how the Winklevoss twins uh, who were were they co-founders or did they just happen to be early early partners for Facebook? Um, so what happened with them is they sued Zuckerberg because they're saying that Zuckerberg stole their original idea for Facebook. Okay. Well, at some point after that, because they successfully won that that lawsuit, they successfully won that lawsuit. So it does prove that Zuckerberg may have stolen the idea from them. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Zuck. <laughs> so love you. Like, he already paid up he already paid the price i don't I think i don't that. think he cares I understand that. um but essentially uh these people were uh harvard graduates and very involved in tech they heard about bitcoin and in at some point in 2013 uh, were reported to hold uh one percent of the total uh circulating supply of bitcoin um which that is crazy that they held that much well yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know what the circulating surprise is for Bitcoin at the time or the, what the market cap so, was. So, yeah, at that time, it could have been way lower. So, a small amount could have could have been a large amount. Yeah, exactly. Like, what was percentage. the total market cap in 2013? Uh, Which, that is fair. Um, But, so, I don't know what, I don't know what, like, the issue with that, it would, it would be, like, dumping the market. Or, I think James goes and says, like, that sets a precedent for how the crypto market is going to be because it was so early on. Yeah, but... Only one percent. Like only institutional institutional investors are going to be the yeah. ones pumping this. I'm not sure where you're going with it because compared to like FTX that just that happened a few months back, they had well Alameda had 10 percent of Seoul, and that mm-hmm. that would that really causes the market to go down because you will no no that is that's amount. absolutely like a risk that's worth being aware of because at least we know that that's how rugs happen whenever someone owns a majority of a specific or like a large portion a of large a specific portion. asset and then just uh dumps the market with that asset yeah we'll dump that more it, so it literally happens all the time with the, with oil what when whenever uh they want whenever com- uh countries are like in arguing against each other and they want to like fuck over someone's like revenue shit I cursed <laughs> um they want to they want to mess it's with, all right yeah well, fuck it oh, oh. <laughs> no, we're um, not one of those people we're, not, we're, not, we're more like we're, a what is gonna stand what, what, what is we the don't algorithm, care if the algorithm, what is the algorithm? okay so um what's it called um when one country wants to wreck another country um they just start pumping more oil and flood the oil market with more oil and gas. i would love that right now well yeah because then the prices of oil i would love go down. everyone to flood the market with more oil yeah but then they wouldn't want that because then they're making less money I understand that. I'm not saying what they want. I'm saying what I want. Yeah. Um, 
So I understand why that is a concern. Like having 1% of the total supply of a specific asset is a, is a huge amount. It's ridiculous. Specifically Bitcoin. I don't know about that time frame. It would have been a huge amount. Like 1% of, of 21 million? Is what is a ridiculous, ridiculously large William? One Bitcoin is a ridiculously large amount of Bitcoin. <laughs> Two thousand one hundred. Marco Saylor owns more. Owns more than that. Two hundred. No. Oh, I said two thousand one hundred. Yeah, no, that's way that's way low. Two hundred. Twenty one hundred. I don't know. My math is. I haven't read the, the business almanac. What? <laughs> business almanac. I don't think that's a thing. You're a funny guy. Market value of Bitcoin in 2013. I'm curious. Bitcoin price in 2013. So 1% of 21 million is 210,000. 210,000? Which is more than which what? Is, which is slightly more than what Michael Saylor has. Michael Saylor earns more than that. Yeah, 230 some thousand. Roughly. So Michael Saylor earn, owns 1.3, 1.2%. Yeah. That's a ridiculous amount of fucking Bitcoin. That's st- like stupid, stupidly large. Amount. Imagine we're saying these numbers and they're wrong, and it's actually like twenty five thousand Bitcoin. What do you mean? Like, is it he doesn't own that much Bitcoin? Doesn't own twenty one thousand? Well, like yeah, micro strategies owns. Micro strategies. Yeah, micro strategy owns that. It's a it's a whole like, company. No, I'm saying what if we're wrong and micro strategy doesn't own that? Owns a little less. Owns less. I I I don't I don't need to check that. No, Bitcoin Treasury. I already have this right here. Uh, micro strategies has currently, uh, where is it? One hundred and thirty two thousand. 132 we're, yeah. we're off so off. we doubled it yeah doubled so they own half a percent of yeah of all half bitcoin. a percent of bitcoin yeah actually specifically uh of the 21 million 0.631 percent point six three one percent that was close yeah bitcoin treasuries.net we talked about this tool earlier oh we did yeah. that that's not out yet well by the time you hear this it's out yeah um what's it called uh so yeah i mean like i understand why he brings that up winklevoss twins owning one percent of all do you bitcoin. think it but it's speculated but yeah, continue. do you think if you sell one percent, you can you can tank the market like you saw? Yeah, absolutely. That's a huge, that's a whale. That's huge whales. Like Michael Strategy is the number one owner holder of Bitcoin. I assumed at point six three one. There's other people with 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 like whale status that are known to flood the markets, and you could see like literally today, like what happened today, market for Bitcoin crash for a little bit. I don't know what caused it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was a whale who did that. You literally, off air, we were literally talking about, you, we literally talked about the markets crashing and you said, oh, it's because the company went bankrupt today. Oh, true, we did talk I about don't that. know, bro, you are wild. We did we did talk about that. He literally says that like I'm s- 30 bad. minutes ago and he literally goes, oh no, I don't know what caused it. Yeah, yeah, he no. told me what caused no, it. No, yeah, there's, there's two things that happened today. He literally there's says two this. things. There's two things. One yeah. of them being Genesis is fighting for bankruptcy or filed already by the time this is out uh-huh. and should be further ahead. So we're going to have a... When I get back, we're talking. We're talking about that. Don't worry about it, guys. We'll cover it. And then uh, the other thing was the DOJ. Yes, the DOJ made a uh, did a press conference. A press it. conference. This guy's funny. Yeah. No, I, I wait. I had a lapse. I had a lapse. I'm sorry. A lapse? You literally forgot information. <laughs> yeah, that's it's called a lapse. <laughs> nah, it's called a time skip, my son. Let's go. Woof. All right. So going back to what uh, James said about Bitcoin not working um, because it is a deflationary asset and it will never work as a currency. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's it's more of a store of value. At least I agree with him. That's kind of how that's kind of how I see it. Store of value seems better. Like it's not something that it is an asset. And with any asset, at least my standing is you don't want to get rid of your assets. 
Um, unless you're trading uh, unless, up. Unless you need to trade it for something of equal or greater value. Or in your pi- or, or or you're in a pickle. Or you're in a pickle. Yeah. I need to get out. I need I need new funds fast. Yeah, that's for the equal value type thing. No. Oh uh, yeah, if you yeah, if you need <laughs> to get out fast and you sell There's it. There's no equal value then, yeah, then, then yeah, then you it's sell at the price you can get yeah. for it quick. Mm-hmm. Um which is what happened with people started like having their calls. Um their uh what's it called? Margin calls. What happened with margin calls? When margin calls started coming around and they're like, Oh, I need to pay stuff off, they start liquidating uh assets, flooding the market. That's different. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah that's a general market. Thing. That's a little different. Um but he also talks what he also goes over um bitcoin's wasteful energy which i agree with him i thought well, i agree with him on that so like here's the thing i can't deny that bitcoin wastes energy he but he presents it as a bug and it's not a bug it's an inherent feature i don't know if it's a feature i know it's waste when trash that so much of it goes to it waste produces uh-huh. a lot of the energy goes to waste but that's because that's a security measure for keeping the the bitcoin blockchain secure and uh valid um which i thought was funny because i think he also said something some like he's like oh you always gotta be putting more money into Bit- into the crypto machine to get more crypto or to get revenue that's not necessarily true you could just put in energy things energy does cost money so now where's he says the arms race is in creating for proof of work uh blockchains in creating more powerful computers yeah. um yes and no because more powerful computers doesn't mean you have a better hash rate but that just means you're still spending more money um on on this and you're just gonna have to hype up the price really where i see more efficient use of time is creating more efficient computers computers that waste less energy but produce a similar amount of work um, high hash rate, less energy consumption. That's where true value is added. Not necessarily adding more computers or making stronger computers. It's making more efficient computers. I mean, that's part of efficiency, though, right? If I can do a same amount of power, produce more, I think more. It, it's that's more efficiency, efficient. yes, but that's not what they're doing. They're creating more power with more energy. That's what they're doing with all yeah. these new miners? Yeah. They require more power? They require more power. Oh. Well, a lot of them do. Not all of them. ASICs specifically, they, I mean, they all, there's, there are innovations in reducing the amount of power consumption per, per, um, per like kilowatt. I think it's like kilowatt hash is like the, the ratio that they, that they look for. I'm not sure. On how uh, kilowatts per hash per, produced. Um, so like if you lower your kilowatts per the amount of hashes, or if you lower the, if you increase the amount of hashes per kilowatt, then that's the efficiency that you're creating. Um, but he's saying, no, just people are, buy, are arming themselves with computers now, just cre- getting more. Um, and that will increase your power outload, like your, your, your hash rate, your work outload, but your power will also increase. Yeah. That's not necessarily efficiency. They're just putting in more money into like something that. Um, I think he does have a small point there because it does take money to get into crypto. Yeah, no, unless absolutely. you're gonna get unless absolutely. somehow you're paid in crypto mm-hmm. beforehand. No, there is gonna be cost of uh, upfront cost of investment to get into the, the space. That that is for sure. But that's in any like pretty much in any type of business. Yeah, that, that yeah. Some businesses might have less upfront investment, but then they might not be as lucrative or like as cash flowy, whatever. Um, I just thought it was funny how, because you kind of like had the same position of like how Bitcoin is wastes energy. 
Yeah, but he didn't really go into why I, it's wasteful. He just says it, it, it wastes or it doesn't use it. Mm-hmm. When I when we had the conversation about why it was wasteful, I just said it was because we're going. It's a race to who gets there first, and if you got there second, third, fourth, fifth, it sixth, whatever, get, it doesn't get used. All that energy just literally went to zero. Like yeah. it didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It you both met the race and it went to zero. Mm-hmm. Well, we, what people can do, I think we talked about that also was. Um, Whatever heat is being produced by those miners, um, use it to uh, to power something else, like uh, steam powered engines. Yeah, but that, and that just goes into recycling energy. Yeah, but that that just becomes a whole thing then. Yeah, that's a whole different market. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's, that's literally a whole new industry. But then you have to go. Okay, how can that's I, not a whole new industry, but it's it goes. How can you gather that energy? How would you circulate the heat to absorb? Correct. A whole thing. Become efficient with the energy that we have, because we are we do exist in a in an energy vacuum. What do you mean? Um, so there's like a physics thing, like, uh, to get, uh, out of like, like, let's say, uh, rocket wise, like to get out of earth, you need a, you need to burn energy to get out of the gravitational pull. Yeah. Um, but that energy is only confined within the, within earth, like whatever energy we could find on earth. You could get energy. Luckily for us, we have solar energy that we could like, oh, consume solar energy from the sun and try to find a way out from that way. Um, uh, so we do have like an inflow of energy on Earth, but like within like certain like uh, celestial like body sizes, mm-hmm. um, there's uh, that form of energy stays within certain clusters. Um, so there is like energy management is like kind of like key skill to like get to like type one, type two, type level the civilization. I'm not going down this rabbit hole. No, no, no. I know. You just started talking and you kept on like, I'm not going down this rabbit hole. I know, I know. But like, it's it has to do with Because that's like, a whole off tangent. No, it's not. It's just... It it's is. Just, it's just, I could get into it's a that. Testament, it's a testament to the industry that Bitcoin is striving for, towards. I don't know that's true. I don't know if I could agree with that. Okay, that's fine. That'll be a conversation for another time then. Right now, we're talking about the world's greatest scam. Which I will agree with my homie James. It, it is wasteful. Yeah, no, no. That I, I agree. I agree with that too. It is wasteful. James, you got your, I can't, I you got can't, two points on your side. I can't disagree with that. He has two points. Yeah. Um. So because of that whole thing of like how oh you constantly need to be putting in money, uh, that's when he goes off and and compares it to oh, Bernie, Bernie Madoff's Madoff. Ponzi scheme. Um, which Madoff was going on for what seventeen years? Yep. Um, and they're saying maybe more maybe more but went off uh to, for a total of 17 he got caught at 17 at years. 17 yeah he got caught at 17 years um 64.8 billion dollars worth of funds uh, in that ponzi scheme a stupid amount of money yeah uh, what are you looking for you're googling bitcoin's current market cap what do you mean uh i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess we, we're still in the billions we're not wait don't tell me the price yet I haven't looked at it in a minute. I haven't looked at the market cap. Okay, so price per coin? And it's a, what, 27? Yeah, 20,700. 20,700. Yeah. 300 billion. Uh, 400. 399. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, 399 billion. Um, a, little bit, a little bit more than Birdie Madoff's uh, Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Well, no, that's just the report number they say he made. They don't know if he made. Yeah, yeah, they don't know. Yeah, they don't. Because also, they're saying he could have. But still, no, no. What I'm saying, what what I'm saying is like, Brady Madoff was kind of like small fries compared to like Bitcoin's market cap. Okay, Alex. I the fact that you said that the big. uh, Okay, Elon could go buy all of Bitcoin if he wanted to right now. Yeah, 
but like who might have to sell Twitter back? Madoff, so. Madoff got away with sixty four point eight billion dollars. Yeah, that's a ridiculous amount of money. It's a good amount. It's a good amount. It's a lot of fraud there. Which uh, his policy scheme was: he would take new investors' money, put it in a bank, and then pay out uh, early investors, and just kept on doing the process and just adding more people to it mm-hmm. until it just he couldn't keep up. Which the fact that he kept it for that long, I think he had to have done been doing some good trades. He had to have been doing some good trades for sure. Like I'm not he he, he had, had some w's. W's. He, had, he had some W's yeah he, he had to have had some W's. W's. He took some risks probably and he was like, okay let's let's work. I'm sure he lost his ass on a couple of those, but yeah, there's no way you could have been paying out if, unless you're making more. Well, yeah, the making more by bringing in more investors. He had a huge firm. His I firm, don't know. I understand that. What I'm saying is he also have had to have been making some money. Oh yeah, without, of course. Without adding yeah, course. investors. Yeah. Because even if he is adding investors, unless they're investing more of it, yeah, or unless just, they're getting more just clients, leveraging off of his his uh, what's it yeah, <laughs> leveraging off of his scam. That's why, yeah. <laughs> so let's do some some business. Some of this money that we're making, we're gonna run it appropriately. And then some of it, and the majority of it, go back into feeding what what I. Well, keep on feeding the, the, the you know the yeah, machine. The machine. <laughs> That's funny. Um. I see you reading notes, so I, I, I don't want to jump around. Oh, yeah. So, like, uh, he was just talking about uh, Bitcoin, how most people buy Bitcoin for profit. I think everyone buys everything for profit. A lot of things. Or for ease yeah. or for comfort. Yeah. I think I don't... There's nothing to be said there. Yeah. That's everyone. Yeah. You're you're buying something because you feel like what, yeah, you, either what you're adds- trading, what you're trading is some type of has some type of added value yeah you buy a or it's fair trade you buy a, 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 an apple phone because mm. you one like the ecosystem mm. status quo the, e, the, the e, ui you ui and that the thousand is not worth as much as a phone is to you mm-hmm. yeah or whatever the price is that's typically how trades go that's everywhere though mm-hmm. so that argument to me is just like not in void like that's everything like you people invest into stocks typically to make a profit yeah no one wants to lose so since he's making the comparison that the bitcoin oh my bad crypto is a huge ponzi scheme there always has to be this new and improved uh method for selling people on on the hype and that, that's when he starts talking about ethereum uh and if. he introduces a uh, vitalik and like his like grass like his roots about like crypto like how he got into it and pretty much goes off and saying that like ETH was just the answer to to the growing value of bitcoin it's like okay now you okay we could create transactions on this on this magic ethernet internet money program but now we could with ETH create programs on this distributed network and he's like oh you could create code on this blockchain tech and he was presenting that as like oh it's a new mark like new market marketing strategy into getting money pumped into the the machine does that make sense i'm not sure if you explained that very eloquently to my brain no okay my brain i i, I think i see where you're trying to go with it i don't know if i caught your idea though because why i interpreted it was he was eth, eth was just a up better way of doing cryptocurrencies that are also programmable that you can add other functions like smart contracts. So yeah, but he, you're right. But he's saying that that was just a that's a like a facade of sorts. Yeah, yeah. 
to well, justify the growing price okay, in okay. in crypto. You're right. He did say that, but we're missing the point of he also said that after he said. Yeah. So like he said, okay. And what was the first? Okay. So yeah. this is the next thing. This is the next thing. He said, the, and the very first thing that that this programmable uh, blockchain does is used for. You want to go? Yeah. He said it was used for creating other cryptocurrencies. Yeah. So I I think you're right. Mm-hmm. But he also has a point. No, no, no. That whole thing. Yeah. That that second part. Is where I, where I agree with him. The first part, not so much. You have to agree with the first part because he's leading into that. The, I, which is which is where I see it as. Yeah. It is a facade because the first thing that people did with it was that. So I'm saying he's foreshadowing that. But yeah, but but the issue with that argument is that it it it, it implies that the first chain has no value because of the uses, the immediate use of the second of the of of like what it's being used for. That doesn't imply that. It implies. Of course, it does. No, it doesn't. It doesn't imply that first chain has no value. It implies that people are going to use the facade for malicious intent, or or not maybe use the facade, the use the facade for malicious intent, build the on the facade. Okay, so we, well, what I think we could agree with right now is that those ICO, uh, that ICO boom, was securities fraud. Yes he's what 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 i got from the video at least was that that ico boom that fraud was transferred onto eth and i don't think that 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 transfer is relevant like uh consistent what do you mean not consistent okay um saying that because the icos were had no inherent value and it was uh, a lot of rug pulls and ponzi scheme like there was literally a ponzi scheme coin yeah um he's saying because all this was fake this has to be fake also that, yeah, that, fair enough. That's not. That doesn't. That's not true, though. Yeah. Okay. You're you're trying to say it's not guilty by association. Yeah. Yeah. ETH is not guilty by association. Yes. And that's something that at least I don't know if uh, go like it, I hope if you guys watched the video, you let me know if my interpretation of it was wrong. But it doesn't have to be wrong. Interpretation is your interpretation. Yeah. But like from what I got, if he was <laughs> saying that ETH was invalid because this ICO thing was invalid. Uh, if you, I, I can see how you interpret that. The way I saw it was these ICOs were built on ETH mm-hmm. and it looked like the general use case for ETH was, was, the was to build for ICOs yeah, yeah, or to build or people took it to build which that. I understand that like that was the first thing and obviously that that's not like that that's all to his point those ICOs most of them scams rug yeah. pulls quick uh, fast money machines like ways for people to make a quick buck yes 100% yeah um, he talks about uh, uh, Centratech, uh, which is a company that uh, I think, what was it? I didn't write down the notes of, of, of it. I just put uh, Centratech had nothing to do with crypto. Oh, um, so specifically, my bad. I said that that was very vague notes. But essentially, Centratech was uh, a company that was to help process uh, uh, payments. Uh, and that they said they had partnerships with Visa, MasterCard, and stuff like that. When they had no... Okay. And that their CEO just wasn't so even Fit, a real... So Central Trek was a company created that was a pure scam. Yeah. That, was that just, their C, they had no true CEO, that they lied about having partnership with Visa and MasterCard. And then when it all came to light, one of the founders was then, if I'm not mistaken, taken to jail for scamming and lying about everything that <clears throat> that they said yeah there was no true partnership it was a it was a scam from the beginning to end it was only and they raised like wow a couple million of dollars like six 
60 million dollars they raised a few million dollars 30 million 32 million something like that and then it all went away and we made and while we were watching we made the comparison similar to how ftx did saying that their money is being custodial it's being safe and not being yeah harbored yeah yeah, yeah it, was, it was like 32 million dollars i then said they only stole 32 they didn't steal 8 billion mm-hmm. yeah so that's just um <clears throat> which we then made the point of bad actors are going to be bad actors bad actor. no matter with the industry correct so if someone's going to lie they're going to lie either way and you're going to get scammed either way yeah because you have you not everyone even if you do do that that yeah that scam that scam was just because there were scammers scamming uh, exactly. has nothing to do with blockchain technology not fulfilling on what blockchain technology does which if you want to say that it could have not happened if it was a, re- a regulated company or this and that and the, and the third i don't know if it's true because it happens now maybe not as much as it now does but yeah it just i don't know just, scams still happen scams i don't know if an ipo is going to be a scam like that that'll be wild if one does happen at this current rate not like you know we're going to talk about it in a little bit but like you know early 2000s Mm-hmm. with that dot com boom you know what i mean yeah um so after central Tech, he goes in talking about uh crypto kitties and the hype behind crypto kitties and yeah because he goes off saying the the continuation of the hype of nfts mm-hmm. essentially yeah 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 so after like the whole uh ico thing was nfts the new NFT the boom. new the new packaging for the crypto that's what he called it <laughs> a new way to push um crypto forward uh-huh. in a new way to market mm-hmm. He goes off and he actually explains NFTs quite well. Like that's which I think is funny. Um, it reminded it reminded me of a whole conver- of a whole another conversation I had with someone else about something completely unrelated. But that's why I thought it was funny. Um, he goes into talking about how NFTs uh, are digital assets that you own, uh, represented on trans- blockchain. Yeah, he just explained what an NFT was, like we've done um, in the past. But he goes off and saying that that it's just all pushed by hype. Uh, Talking about uh, celebrity partnerships, endorsements, uh, which, which is which is true, which is oh, very true, hype. very true. But that they do this in projects that have no actual value, and that people do get hurt. Yeah, that that's happen. why those people get sued. Mm-hmm. The celebrities and the, the celebrities who partner with projects, which is gonna happen, that did not fill their promises or their roadmaps, you're gonna get sued. Yeah, for not doing what you said you're gonna. Tom do. Brady is being sued, right? Yeah, but that's a different story. It's because of they endorsed uh, FTX. Tom Brady was a shareholder of FTX. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's 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 a little deeper in. Yeah, yeah he, he's a little deeper in the hole. He with owned one point one billion shares. Yeah, yeah worth he, of he's it. definitely a little deeper in the hole with that. Then, but again, if he doesn't know and he's just getting paid to do it, you don't know. No matter how much you did, I love this. No matter how much due diligence you did. Everyone who got scammed and pulled, fooled by FTX, mm-hmm. it, it's like okay. The top exec. Like everyone wants to say you're supposed to know. You're th- no, you weren't. You can't. You can't know if, you, if the information is ob- obstructed from you. If the information is obstructed and it's not out in your face, you're not gonna know. Mm-hmm. I, this entire thing of people saying, "Oh, if you just did some due diligence, it would have worked out." Yeah. I say that because Rogan had a guest on Mike Baker, ex CIA agent. They said all you need to do was a little due diligence, and you'll never see this happen. I'm like, that's cap, because mm-hmm. there are billion trillion dollar companies who who did it apparently who they didn't do their due they they didn't do their due diligence mm-hmm. really blackrock didn't check it out no the one of the biggest companies right. crazy okay how many hours do you think they got okay <laughs> sure 
How many options do you think you You tell him. Okay. Um, but yeah, so go. He James goes off and saying uh, how the NFT was just run by hype and uh, pretty much what what got uh, uh, Beeple's artwork up and running. Uh, just people pushing, pushing the same art and projects and continuing. But isn't that how anything gets hype and becomes popular? Is that it makes sense and people in, like it? Yeah. There's it, a, yeah. That's, so to me, he was kind of just describing an open market. Right? There's a reason why Rogan has the biggest podcast in the world. Because people want to people want to listen to Rogan. If someone wants to buy something for a ridiculous amount of money. Now, I guess, I guess tying it back to what he said in the beginning is like, oh, you're buying crypto for profit. It's like, yeah, or you're not. Not everyone who bought a board ape original owners of board apes bought for profits which that's actually some information you said there that's inaccurate saying that the board ape sold within the first 12 hours which is not true 12 24 hours 12 hours okay which is not true they sold like five six days later once steam picked up and they thought their project was dead in the water because it didn't sell out yeah we they talked only... we talked about that in this yeah the two episodes ago that's fine did they? Do we know if that person heard this? That no, no, no. I'm just no. I'm, I'm just letting the, the. Oh yeah. The, check that episode the, out. Yeah, check it out. It's out now. Mm-hmm. It's a great episode. Great listen. Definitely check it out. Thumbs up. You can't see me. Bah. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> but yeah, um, he did mention that the Borde Yacht Club sold out faster than it did. Um, it was just a nitpicky thing that we, I'm gonna be nitpicking because we we literally just talked I just talked. We just talked. We just. I had this fresh it. in my brain. Um. But he goes on to saying that uh, there's this company that actually helped a lot of these NFTs be purchased by the celebrities. Yeah. Um, if you saw the video, you would know this company is called MoonPay. Um, and that the main focus of MoonPay was it's, it aimed to increase crypto adoption. In- so for that, I would feel like I would have to do a deeper dive because I'm not sure exactly how they were structured or how that worked. Mm-hmm. Their MoonPay. Because I, I, it makes sense if they really are trying to help that they would assist in buying it, purchasing everything for them, and transferring it over. That makes sense. I'm not sure the agreements, because it could be an endorsement deal as well, and they never had any transactional. Like it was just like, oh, I'm gonna buy it for you, just promote it. Yes, yeah, like, that yeah. can also be a thing. Mm-hmm. I just we don't know the contract or yeah, how any of that works. Yeah, I really don't works. know how. Which in the video, you, they're gonna make an example of someone who's giving a discussion who has obviously disguised their voice, disguised everything. So I'm kind of like, I guess, because it just can't be just anyone who says that or, mm-hmm. you know, one of those nitpicky things. One of those is uh, you chose very specifically chosen evidence. Yeah, that's what I take it as. Um, he talks about Ivan Soto White, the CEO of MoonPay. Um, and unfortunately for me, I wrote no more further notes on that. So I don't know. On why. what? On Ivan Soto. So I have no idea why I brought that up. You said what? <laughs> the the CEO of MoonPay. Oh, I know why you brought it. Okay, I got you. Okay, cool. <laughs> so he is the owner. He is the CEO of MoonPay. So he was pushing um, the adoption forward. Well, he the point he was making in the video was that he's very well connected in the industry. Oh, true, 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 true. So his point was that Justin Bieber bought. How he kind of gets into it was Justin Bieber bought an ape, um, for one point three million. It's then posted. He posted about it. So at the same time, Justin's manager 
is promoting his own NFT project that Justin was also promoting. And there was no disclosure that he was promoting it, like saying, oh, I'm mm-hmm. promoting it. So Justin's manager is connected and knows Ivan Soto, the CEO of MoonPay, who helped Justin or bought the ape for, for Justin. Justin. It was transferred to just it was trans. He bought the 900 ETH and transferred it over to Justin to then he could purchase it. Not sure what type of agreement was worked out there. That's some sort of sponsorship or deal. Yes, that's a whole different thing. thing. So really, there's no way of knowing any of that information unless you had that contract or whatever. Unless you were in the room where it happened. I remember. Get the quote. I remember. Yeah, I remember. He was talking about how uh, uh, he also talked about how Ivan would buy into projects right before celebrities would start. Celebrities would start buying buying in, and then again, that's kind of creating hype. That is creating hype. That's our market does that. That that it looks sketchy now because it's open door. Yeah, you can see. Yeah, you can see it happening. Which is part of the thing people don't like. Yeah. So this is this is what I call the alpha game. It's like how close can you get to the information before the information becomes public knowledge? Yeah, but that's a dangerous game. That is a dangerous game. That is a very dangerous game, especially when it looks like you're trying to manipulate markets or when you're trying to. But it just I don't know. It's just alpha. That's what alpha is to a degree, but like not necessary. Just like yeah, but how, how do you know what like you're taking a bet on something? Yeah, but his is some. The way he said it was that's insider trading. Yeah, he's training with yeah. insider information. Uh-huh. It is what it seemed like, but. It's not like uh honestly i'm gonna be honest it's like what politicians do yeah it is it's very similar you know politicians have a little bit more weight on their side be honest with y'all if y'all want to get mad about nfts and you're losing money how about politicians using your money to then make changes to then bet on whatever they want to do and how about that and be allowed to do it and again and then there's no repercussions for it i think we can argue about both sides i'm I'm actually glad you bring that up because the next thing that he talks about in his in his video is about how uh these uh this whole like uh crypto movement was created by these four factions the anarchist uh tech anarchist uh libertarians and some other thing i forgot what um but he says that this entire movement is pretty much uh goes against all law and has nothing to do with law because uh law inherently needs third parties to regulate it and to be intermediaries for anything that happens versus the current like crypto space where like uh code like code is law for some transactions um so i just thought it was funny that you i see where you're going with it there's a part you missed he mm-hmm. brings that up because they're going into uh the smart contracts and making it work <clears throat> in day to day that's why he said the code is law part yeah so like oh true 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 there that is something i forgot to mention how um uh these smart contracts that will be written on the blockchain are going to be used for uh uh, housing agreements, uh, uh, social media, gaming, um, and uh, medical records, uh, legal contracts. And he's like, okay, this doesn't make sense though. Like, code can be law because law inherently needs third, a third party, a third to, party verify, to, to, yeah. to, to make the decision because there are variables that it cannot account for, uh-huh. which I agree with him. There are things that the code just can't account for. Mm-hmm. However, do I think there are parts of code that can make it more streamlined and remove the human aspect of delay and making things harder than what it needs to be when it should be much simpler? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the, he, he does talk about one thing that I think is funny. Um, I, it has a specific name, but like, it was like named after some guy. Um, uh, if, if someone says that they could fix X with blockchain, then they don't truly understand X. Oh, I know. I see who you're yeah. quoting. Which I thought was funny because that is very, like, it's it's easy to say that because it's true. Like, you could very easily try to replace 
uh, some type of current problem and oh you could solve this with blockchain this on blockchain and if you could if you say that then you don't necessarily understand the inherent issues with with that specific topic that was that that's the ceo of, of the vc he's talking about which i thought it was it's accurate to a degree because like there are things that, that can be fixed uh, or like improved upon with blockchain but it's just very difficult to do so because there are there are a lot of nuances with with certain things like uh titles for properties for example like yeah I, at some point i do see uh titles for properties living on chain i think that's the easiest one <laughs> that is the easiest one that's why i do it but I'm i still, said that's a hard one like, i think that's no 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 i think that is the easiest one and yet i still see a lot of difficulties with it oh like oh, yeah. uh, like okay. liens for example like okay how do you how do you mitigate liens if someone takes out if someone has a lien on the property who, who becomes the owner the person who owns the nft the person who has a lien on the nft um the owner of the lien because that once you pay out the lien is because you're taking ownership of the house that's what it is. Uh huh. But like, okay. So, but that person who has the owner, who has the property, is still technically the owner. No, they no, had the to NFT, pay off. They so, had to pay off the lien. No, no. The NFT has to be removed. The the lien needs to be removed. No, no. The NFT. So the there's gonna have to be a way. So there's only a lien if you haven't paid your taxes on it. So that goes to the NFT having to be able to be retracted if you're not keeping up with payments of taxes. That's a tax lien, specifically. Liens yeah. can come from also from like a non-payment of of uh-huh. of uh the. The, of the property of the yeah of the prop not property taxes though um of the mortgage of or, the mortgage uh-huh. then in the end of, in the contract it would have to be written as that'd be an investor like a like so there's like multiple liens like a property could have multiple more than one lien on it yes okay yeah i don't know like you're right it is the easiest one and it's very it, it's because it's so straightforward yeah but it's still something that has a lot of a lot of kinks that need to be <clears throat> i think the kinks are making so that you can retake the nft if mm. the person's not paying mm-hmm. that's what happens for foreclosures yeah that's uh-huh, exactly but like how do you how do you force how do you force so it wouldn't NFT? be forced so being an escrow account yeah. you wouldn't get the deed it'd be a, it's, like a multi-sig wallet a multi-sig escrow account yeah because mm. until you don't pay off what you owe it, the deed wouldn't be yours mm. so the so the nft wouldn't be yours until you pay it off once that transaction is paid off it then gets transacted to you yeah because like like the only reason why i bring this up is because you could very easily like it's very easy to say oh your deed of a property would be on uh, represented as an nft very easy to say that on the blockchain property property deeds on the on the blockchain yeah but there's more nuances to this, which is why I agree with that statement. If someone says you could fix this with that, with the blockchain, is because they don't fully understand it. Unless, unless they actually go on and describe headaches that they will f- see with that project. Yeah, I think his biggest thing was that crypto is not being revolutionary. Essentially, that's the main thing mm-hmm. I heard him say. And I just thought of you're right. There won't. I don't think there's gonna be crazy revolution done yet. But if you take everything slowly on chain you uh, you can make it more streamlined and easier so i think the re- the revolutionary part would be you as a consumer get an easier product to use but there's a harder adaptation to get there since it's so new yeah and there are yeah i feel like the use cases that will really like sort of like be like like where where he wants it to be where he seems where it seems like he wants it to be they're not going to be around for like another five ten years yeah it'll take a while it's gonna take a minute yeah but when they do come the it's gonna hit hard and it's gonna hit fast i think um again it's all speculation but um talking about the smart contracts and like continuing on from that point he goes on into talking about uh axie infinity 
uh, play to earn game because yeah. of uh, I think it was A16Z's involvement into that. Yes. Um, pretty much saying how this is another like the next like just money way to feed money into the machine. Yeah. I'm um, saying that it, you need to be putting in funds to be playing uh, the game and to make money. So what he said was you have to buy the Axie token, the the playable characters, mm. and that those are going up in price. So people who can buy into it can't buy into it. And then it creates the scholarship system that you can re- that people can rent out their Axie Infinity uh, playable characters. Yeah, so um, you buy the Axie character for x amount of money whatever that that value ended up growing quite fast because the game just gained it popular. became popular uh-huh. but then on top of that playing the game you earned this thing called elixir i think it was called it wasn't called elixir no what was it called i don't know what it was called i know it was an elixir okay uh it looked like an elixir it did look like an elixir i'll give you that much okay so um you would get this like portion potion looking type thing um and they created like the game itself created like this scholarship type system or at least they call it a scholarship where the owners of the uh of the axes themselves would like lend them out to players allowing the players to play the game uh and if they're winning they generate revenue um keeping a portion of the revenue and returning the majority or the other portion back to the owners of the axes so essentially, uh, just w- hiring out wage uh, labor, which I thought is interesting because it is an open market. Uh, it does seem pretty, uh, like soul sucking to a degree, like uh, money, like money uh, dependent for like, oh, this money's got to be coming from somewhere. But ultimately, what I saw was that it looks like it was just a supply and demand issue, um, like an overall supply and demand issue because. The game requires, um, like the game itself, the gameplay itself provides uh, value, uh, like earnable income. And that's the main issue that I saw. What are you searching up? The token's name. Oh, the token? Yeah. Of, uh, well, Axie? of Axie? Oh, I see. Uh, let me see if I could help you out with that. Axie Infinity AX. I was away from the mic. So the name of the token isn't popping up. It's only popping up the name of the actual project itself, not the within game um, token name. Actually, the Axie Infinity. Yeah. AXS. That's what's coming. The AXS is coming out, which I'm assuming is not the, it's not the game, the in-game name of the of the thing. That's fine. But yeah, it's just call is is the acronym is SLP token. But I think that's a that's the the character itself. So the 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 AXS is used to buy uh, I think it was like land and um, axes. I think you're right on that one for sure. Um, and then those axes in the game, I mean they're not super expensive now. I'm looking at them for thirteen dollars. I mean prices have dropped. Fifteen dollars, four dollars, but then those are used uh, in game. Those axes are used in game to buy to unlock or to earn some type of other reward that I'm looking for. And I don't see them quite anywhere, really. But yeah, uh, how do you feel about like that whole Axie play to earn thing? Um, I don't know, it's just, I think people were just looking at it as a job. Like, cause he, he made the point that a lot of um, third world countries were using it to sustain their family and stuff like that. 
And I think they're just looking for a way to make money and they found the game and they were able to make money. The only thing was, since there was such high demand, they had to get into the scholarship program to do it. So I guess, I don't know, I think anyone would have done that. Like, I think anyone would have overpaid the game, especially knowing they could make an actual dollar on it. Yeah. And also just like the hype died out. Like people got bored of the game. Is that on the creators of the game that they got bored or is it because the game just wasn't any, any more fun right which i think it's hard to keep a game interesting for like long periods of time yeah if there isn't more innovation more things being added every time so i guess it just comes to the territory plus they're also the first game to do it so someone has to do it first yeah someone's gotta do it first someone's gonna fail at like some type of some... key key error yeah to so. it and then go from there so I guess you'll just go from there to, I guess, what Yuga's doing that we talked about. Um, by the time this comes out a couple weeks ago now, it, what Yuga Labs did with their ApeCoin and what they want to do with their metaverse to be able to play within, play in-game from other, and bring in other NFTs into the game or to their metaverse where you're going to be able to play and yeah. continue moving forward. So I think it's just a mix, man. Yeah, so what, what I saw is I see the AXS and uh, SLP tokens within the Axie Infinity ecosystem. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think I mentioned to you earlier about how I think the the main issue is like this this at least being so early on in this in this uh, industry, uh, there's a lot of volatility, and seeing how markets are kind of unpredictable, very and more so in the case for crypto, um, having the game main function being a play to earn game, kind of. Uh, like 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 you you as you improve your skills or you improve your holdings you get better you could you have more potential to earn in the game yeah kind of makes it harder for the ecosystem for like the economics of it to keep up yeah um versus like let's say if it was a play to earn game but not necessarily uh you earn earned, the weapons you, you yeah the, instead of earning better uh, instead of earning better weapons or better characters you just earn a purely aesthetic stuff skins for example skin won't make you better a better player so it won't necessarily increase your earnings um it will you will earn something because you you unlock the skin or, or something and aesthetic. someone's willing to pay for that skin. and then yeah so now you have an asset that you could either keep or sell off depending on like the rarity or demand or, for or uh-huh, versus oh if i play this game i instantly make money like that requires a constant feed into that that system Mm-hmm. And because that it was it was so lucrative, people just wanted to get in, and obviously someone's losing money. That like, someone is someone has someone's good. Yeah, someone's losing, and someone it's more likely for someone to go into that game to make money than to just play the game. Yeah. Versus like, oh, the only thing I get out of this is some something aesthetic. Like I gotta like the game to like keep on playing just because like I'm not I'm not my skills are only getting as good as I'm getting. Uh, but my like output isn't necessarily increasing. Yeah, but if you're just lucky and get a rare a rare skin, you can sell it. Yeah, a buck. but but that's just a, that's just a skin. But that doesn't mean that like okay, in this particular case for Axie Infinity, you could un, you could get a crazy crazy powerful like Axie, and that'll make your you'll have better chances of winning in the future. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. So like you're you're incentivized to keep on like trying to get better at it or like getting better better uh, better monsters essentially. Hmm. Yeah. I can see that, but yeah, it is called SLP though. SLP, yeah. It's, but you were it, you were close with the name because the full title is Smooth Love Potion. 
Uh, potion. Smooth up potion. So elixir isn't far off. Elixir, potion. yeah. I saw it. It looked like an elixir. So. It's not far off from potion. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think that pretty much like covers all the notes that I have about his video. Okay. So what do you think about his video? He made some good points. Like he, some of the information he put was quite accurate. Uh, there are just like I just think there are some like fallacies in the arguments. What does that mean? Like, like the the transference thing I said about uh about like oh you can't say eth is bad because just because the ICO, oh. ICO thing was bad like there's a lot of like intermingling of like oh like just because like like just the arguments that he was presenting don't really seem very like sturdy like like there's a, there's like some way to poke at it I think he provides some sturdy. No, he, he there's things that he says that I 100 percent agree with, like as in like Bitcoin being a w- like wasteful, wasteful. And, wasteful in energy, um, board API clubs being bought by by this company. F- uh, and, 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 and for not being transformed, not yeah. going yeah yeah. No, so like 100%. there's things and like there's things I agree with, um, and, but it's just overall like I don't think it's a scam. It just so I'm. There are scammy things. I don't think Autocrypt go- is a scam. Yeah. There are things going on that are scammy. But there are scams. And he did identify on. and he did identify some of those. So you're right. It's fair to it's unfair to say all crypt was a scam. Exactly. But there are a lot of scams in crypto. Yeah. And that's fair to say. That's fair to say. That's absolutely fair to say. There are a lot of actors who do want to take advantage of those who don't understand the space and who who know a little bit and will be like, I will capitalize on it in not the best in not the right way. Yeah. Which I think is definitely part of the issue. Absolutely, no. That's something that that needs to be addressed and constantly improved upon. Like us with as people in the space and people wanting to get in the space, being aware of a certain situations and what, like, really, we do want. We we at least from what i from my position is i i would like a be, i see a better technology here with a lot of potential and i would like to weed out all the bad actors as fast as possible what's yeah but it's hard to weed them out when with crypto you don't have a face attached all the time oh, also and then like with the growing value of it you're gonna get more bad actors over time of course it's just a just a growing pains of this of this new tech. It's the same same way the Web 2.0 had growing pains. Which he does reference that Web 2.0 and how all these other companies how how it evolved from Web 1 and it went to Web 2. And he said how there was a niche there was a instantly value when there was when you got when Web 1 came out in 1983. 19 yeah 1983. And his point was that. You were able to use it in a hospital, and you're able to get patient information immediately. Mm-hmm. That just made it more easy, which I do think there is inherent value within crypto because you're able to transact. Maybe not Bitcoin, maybe Bitcoin, no, but you're able to use stable coins, other things to transact and be able to wire funds across the country or across the world that would cost thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to a couple of dollars. You can't transact on Bitcoin. Okay, so like I'm talking about prices. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, so I don't know how much it costs to send a million dollars worth of Bitcoin around the world. Uh, yeah, I see. Do you know how much it costs? I don't. I know how. I know on Solana, this guy did it for a million in tra- transfer a million across the world, cost like three dollars. 
I'm not saying it's gonna be more expensive. It should be. Yeah, no, no. You're just, saying, you're just saying you just you don't know. Exactly. I'll just, I'm also saying that because it's faster. Because Bitcoin. Yeah, so there are faster ones. Bitcoin but like, took seven minutes. I think this one transacted like Bitcoin's Bitcoin. also developing like at least the developers of Bitcoin are developing the Lightning Network, which is supposed to be like uh, faster transactions. It's not being used yet, so it doesn't matter. It is being used. Not sufficiently to handle to, to know if it can handle the weight. The same as every yeah. other every other cryptocurrency. Uh, there's still some like problems as like solving uh fixing, but um. Yeah, um, that's another point he makes. The fact of there is no no promise yet. It's always we're working, we're working, we're working, mm -hmm. which is fair to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's, it's just, but like that's typically how tech is. Like, oh, we have a certain thing that we want to make better. We just don't know how to make. Like at least in other in other things, like oh, systems down. Like in Web two things, oh, like websites crashing. Like, we're working on it, but like okay cool you see that's down but like here it's like an actual thing it's like an actual asset that has some type of value associated to you so you're hurt more whenever it doesn't work right or the way that you expect it to work um versus like oh i can't access facebook right now because systems it's down yeah it's down at least that's the, that was the case in like 2000 in the early 2010s now it's more like chat gpt's systems are overloaded and yeah same thing it's literally but with crypto, it's it's more painful because like yo, this is money. This is an asset. Yeah, which to rebuttal his entire thing of crypto and the bubble it's in and how it's a scam. Maybe right, maybe wrong. We really won't know for for another couple of years if what 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 plays out and what are the outcomes. Which I hope to be around when whatever happens happens, and I'll be on either side of whatever happens. If it's proven not to be useful, then it is what it is. If it's proven to be useful, which I think it is, that's a different story. <laughs> what? You know, it's funny because it's, it's, it's true. It's like, we don't know. We really can't. We can't predict what We can't, we can't say it's going to be here forever. Like, there might be. The Everything ride, can be washed away tomorrow and something, yeah, a no, meteor hits. A we're meteor gone. hits and we're we done. We reset. No Bitcoin. What are we going to do? Yeah, no, no Bitcoin. There's nothing to do. Or supercomputer, what's it called? It's gone. But what I'm saying is, it's we're gonna find out what we're, it's gonna play out, whether yeah. we want it to or not, and yeah. we're just gonna see what what plays out. And you're just gonna whoever you are, you're gonna have to adapt from there. Yep. But something I didn't quite like how he kept on making those comparisons of, oh, crypto hasn't done anything yet, and that it's a scam and this and that. Your investors are losing millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. I'm make the comparison now because I worked on it and I already read up on it, so now I know. So did dot com bubble. Hmm. Internet was coming out in 1995. It was becoming 1993, actually. Amazon came out in 1994. Um, 1996, Gary was getting on, on online. All these things occurred throughout the entire process. IPOs were a thing. You're seeing companies go up 104, uh, 400%, 300% on IPO day, launching. And then two and a half years later, they were worthless. They bankrupt. People lost. Tr the market lost trillions of dollars in that time frame. Crypto, yes, lost a lot of money. Crypto is an entire market. If we're not mistaken, was close to a trillion dollars. Bitcoin being the majority, it's still compared to that, still there. Still, still, crypto as a whole is alive, getting better. So I would say take everything with a grain of salt. It's a new industry. It's, there's going to be people who are going to take advantage and try to make the most amount of money you can. So um, to answer your earlier question, uh, there was actually just a uh, 
I was on the block explorer blockchain.com for Bitcoin. There was a last block. Um, which block is this? Uh, block seven hundred seventy-two thousand six hundred fourteen. Transaction ID number eight. ID four three three B slash seven four E seven. Two two inputs, two outputs. A total of two hundred seventy-three Bitcoin was transferred, uh, totaling five million six hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. Um, and the fee that it cost to transfer that amount of Bitcoin was uh, 56.4,000 sats, which equals $11.70. Boom. Tried transferring that much money with our current financial system. Directly to the other person. No, no. First. No, no. Screw directly. Try to do it. <laughs> you know how, you know how, much, how, how long that takes to verify one bank to the other bank to then send it over to do all that? It's absurd. It would take days to do that too. It wouldn't be done in one day <clears throat> to request that type of transfer. Yeah, that was two inputs to two outputs. Like it went to different uh, wallets. I am seeing another transaction here that has 448 wallets. Uh, no, wallet that it sends it to. Mm -hmm. So it's like just uh, like three inputs, 448 outputs. Um, so much less Bitcoin, 12.97 Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. uh, so 267,000, but the transaction fee is much higher. It's actually $33, um, dollars, 163. Because it sends it to more wallets? Because it sends it to more wallets. It took more effort, I guess. More more information. More information, more information written, written down to do so. Written down to do so, yeah. So, yeah. Um, transactions on crypto, I mean, on Bitcoin specifically, they're not, they're not expensive, but... It's not, I mean, it, obviously $33 is, it's, it's nothing It's for 267. Like I know people who send a hundred dollars to South America and yeah. immediately like a hundred dollars of that hundred dollars, they lose 10%. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. And $33 of 267 is not. Yeah. Not no, even, no, you, yeah. It's, it's not even comparable. It's, it's day and night difference. Yeah, exactly. So there, I think there are like the, the, the instant, instant use case for crypto. Yeah. Instant transfer money transfer. immediately. For Bitcoin. For Bitcoin. Tran transfer money. Transfer money. Even if you don't want to use yeah. it to, to transact every day, it yeah. makes more sense to send Bitcoin across the world than yeah. to send a dollar. Yeah. It's cheaper. It's cheaper. Mm -hmm. So there's inherent value. So mm -hmm. it's, I don't... I guess if you don't want to make that the inherent value and want to say it's something else, then fair mm -hmm. enough. Yeah, I mean... And that's your argument. It's a store of value, but also... It's a store of value because we're adding value. We People perceive it to have value. Because though. people perceive it to have value because it has a hard cap and stuff like that. That's, that's arguable. What? People, I mean, I'm saying that's arguable because people are, will argue that. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah, people will argue. That's an arguable that's, statement. There's a ways to poke hole in it, and mm -hmm. it's just like you're right. There is no, no thing there. But yeah, it was a fun. It was a fun video to watch, and it was a fun episode to talk. Also, I think the dude did a great job. Oh yeah, he definitely took his time, and he was. Good. I think he did a great job, my dude, James. I, I mean, I agree with all of it. I'm glad that he did. Because I'm, I was due for another, for another anti-crypto type content. I like listening to things, and I just don't. This is echo chambers occur, you know. Like you just keep on hearing the same thing, and I don't like living in echo chambers. I want people to challenge my my points of views. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, guys, the bend, February thirteenth, Monday, crypto matchmaking. It's gonna be a great time. We're gonna have some maybe some fun stuff to do, maybe not. We'll figure it out by the time we get there. We'll see what happens. Also, please like, subscribe wherever you are, like wherever you listen, leave a comment if you can. 
Also, please follow us on Instagram at Sometimes Crypto, the Unscripted Crypto Podcast. Bow, 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 bow. You could also f- follow us on YouTube. I said subscribe. Oh, subscribe. True. Come on, son. True, 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 true. I know you said subscribe, like, and comment. What more do you mean? What more do you need? Put on the notifications so you can get notifications when we post, so you can be alerted to when we're active. True, true. Every Thursday. We haven't missed a podcast yet. Boom, bop, mother trucker. True. We have not missed a podcast yet. That's true. Hey, little like snapping fingers for that. No? Okay. Just me. Thank you for listening to another week. We're calling you out? <laughs> what? I got embarrassed. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed for myself. I was associated with, with, him, you. with him. But that's what I'm here for. To embarrass, to embarrass me? To embarrass you. I can see that. <laughs> What's our time on this? Oh, you don't even want to know. Why? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wait, if you're saying that, it's because we're either really low or really long. Don't even tell me yet. Let me look at the time. 40 minutes. No, not even close, Doug. More or less? Way more. Uh, an hour and 18. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. William's getting happy because we're getting closer to his, his style of content. Yeah, bro. This, he, he wants to provide you guys with We uh, do an with, hour with and I'm just like, on, dude. With, with full-on movies. Listen, man. I listen to two-hour podcasts only. Anything less than two hours for me is like, what's going on? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm abnormal. I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? I have to remind him. I was like, bro, you just consume a ridiculous amount of podcast content. He's like, no, it's just not. It's like, no, no, no. I'm like, it's I'm, not that ridiculous. It's an echo chamber type thing. It's not an echo chamber. Of course. You just always listen to two hour podcasts. So you think it's like, oh. no, I listen to one hour podcasts. I'm not, the sure. majority of podcasts that I listen to are longer than an hour because mm-hmm. they're great. They're, they're awesome. If I went down to this, bro, I'm going to be like, you're a wild boy. Wild Understand boy. I don't watch TV. Yeah, he doesn't. He does not I don't consume it. TV. No TV. My TV is my podcast. Just so everyone puts it out there. I'm mm-hmm. wild like that. He, he saves the ones with video for when he gets home. Nah, bro. I've started watching those at work, too. <laughs> I don't care no more, bro. My job is just, I don't care no more. You got that I don't hear this. But you, got, yeah. you got that thing on autopilot. I got that. I do autopilot. I don't know how I do it anymore. It sounds like you need more responsibilities. I, I agree. <laughs> I do better when no, I'm now. Now I hope they are listening to you, just so you could get that promotion. I have nowhere to promote myself to right now. <laughs> we'll work on it. Work on it. All right, we're gonna close this out then, because Alex is. I don't know. I'm just chilling, dog. Nah, bro. I'm gonna like close it out. I'm just chilling. I don't know what you want to do right now. I'm confused. No, but nah, closing it out is a good idea. Yeah. Told you. Thank you. Thank you told for. You, told you, thank told you. you. <laughs> thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sometimes Crypto. You'll catch this when it's supposed to be out. I'll be MIA for a few. If Alex doesn't burn everything down. There should be a podcast to get back to with maybe some upgrades. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. After this is out, there after should be this, upgrades, after ideally. This, yeah, hopefully there's some upgrades. So we're excited yeah. for that we're and excited. nervous. We're excited. You're William, gonna, you're William's gonna nervous. I'm not. <laughs> he, yeah. Yeah, he's not nervous, but he's the one who fucking stutters and reads notes here, guys. Yeah. Wait until we're on the podcast and this boy's just reading notes in front of everybody. <laughs> like a comedian reading on just, stage, bro. Straight up I'm going to roast your ass. Just straight up looking at, the, look, looking at the table. Dude, just looking at the table on the camera. <laughs> Yo, we're going to have to put a camera underneath get, his they're, face they're gonna, to catch him. <laughs> so he can, so he can see him. They're going to get a really good view of my forehead. <laughs> Dude, hilarious. Well, it's been another week. We'll catch you on the flip side. In February. In February. Right? February. Yes. Yeah. In February. Yeah. We got a good episode coming up for that one also. Also, and it's with a surprise. Yeah. Da da da. Thank well, you for tuning into your favorite crypto podcast. Sometimes crypto. The unscripted crypto podcast. On the next one. Hey oh.